Welcome into the Double App Podcast. So why don't you just lay back and set your feet and listen. Let's do it, shall we? Welcome to your host, Mr. Garrett Haynes, and his partner, Mr. Des Maldonado. Desmond Maldonado. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going, man? It's going. It's been um, it's been the Mondayest Tuesday for me. All my lands I like, and I kind of got my ass kicked on Monday. As did I. <laughs> oh man, I ain't turn. Do not disturb. That would not end up very good, would it? That would uh, like. That'd be definitely opposite of do not disturb. It would your phone would be on disturb. My phone is currently on disturb. I don't know how of to. Course, I my, don't phone, my phone's never like blown up enough to be considered disturbed. Honestly, same. <laughs> I think the most action I get from talking to someone is you. Well, man, I feel honored. Well, you should. That didn't sound gay at all. <laughs> nah, not on the double app. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Man, I'm excited for this episode. All right, Jacob told But first, I've had a couple people ask me and be kind of curious about it. You were not born colorblind? No. No. So, mm-hmm. how the heck did you end up colorblind? So, <laughs> uh, this is always a, a, it's always a weird, cool story to me to tell. Um, so, of course, you know, I rode bulls for a good while in my little life. And, uh, you know, I've had 14 concussions. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like 13 too many. And Maybe so 14 too many. Yeah. Yeah, that's a better number. Yeah, you can't you can't stop on a on an odd number. But uh so anyways, the all them concussions. Something has to go. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't just be okay. Jar your brain around. Right, and yeah, like rattle your marbles a little bit so i my vision got pretty bad not like terribly i didn't go like blind but uh so i wear contacts now but before i had semi-okay vision and uh and one of the things i lost of course was my vision and then uh, the ability to see some colors i i'm not like full-blown dog colorblind but I can see all the the primary colors, I guess. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah, red is dead. Red is a primary color. That's what I said. I said I can see the primary colors. I can't see the sec- much, some of the secondary colors. Oh. Yeah. So, like. Now. So, yeah, it's a fun fact of the day. And it's not like the day. 
Yeah, so like when I lost it, I was going cool. Not really cool, but I was like, dang, you know, I was kind of bummed out. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I didn't really like them colors anyways. You know, if they didn't like me, they left before I did. So, right, they just they left the chat. Exactly, they left the chat. They they left the group, and uh, so they're no longer welcome back. So one thing that I want to point out, I was uh, sitting at work the other day, Mister Desmond. We love uh, that. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, ain't nothing better. But I, I was just kind of thinking, and I was like, wait, Desmond was a bull rider. Now he's picking up Bronx. I yeah. I was a Bronx rider. Now I'm fighting bulls. See, I've had a, f- a few people point that out. Like, we we definitely switched. Yeah, but I'm still trying to ride Bronx, so. See, and I'm still, uh, okay, I won't say I'm still trying to ride bulls because I'm not. But, but if, I don't know, I've, I've really thought about cracking back out. Honestly, like, me too. Like at a practice pin or something, you know? But So, <clears throat> like, I've been thinking about it in two different ways. Like, on one end, I want to get on, like, if I crack out, I want to get on something really nice, you know? Right, Some, yeah. Then something in like... my hand, just, you know? Yeah, I think your dryer's done. The dryer is done. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out. Um, no, I w- I'm the same way. I don't want to get on something and then, you know, number 15 come around the bend (laughs) but But, at the uh, same time on the same token if i want to do it like i want to enter something big like right the casper baca extraordinaire coming up that or like gallop yeah like something you know get on a couple practice bulls get warmed up and shoot buddy yeah exactly i don't know if that's the safest route but it's damn sure the coolest route right right my yeah I'm the same way. Like, that's exactly how I was thinking. Like, man, if I, I don't want to get on a practice bowl and then get like slammed <laughs> and then have to right. live with that. Like that was my last one. <laughs> so yeah, Actually, I can definitely the last bowl I ever got on was two years ago. I had cracked out. It was a uh, Jacob Todicini who we have on in just a couple minutes. Um, was back in, bucking some practice bowls in Las Cruces, and I was just like, "Yeah, hey, I'll go hang out and everything." And I was like, "I wonder if I could still do it." So he gave me a dang Brazilian bull rope, and I pulled a glove inside out. And dude, yeah, the way to do it, like it started him. He was bugging, but then I was <laughs> like, "This hurts." Actually, that that was a lie. I was like, "Man, this helmet sucks." Yeah, because uh, I was wearing Vanel Mariana's helmet, and uh. I think that's one thing that's kept me from getting on another one is that I don't want to wear a helmet. Yeah. See, so like I've been to a few rodeos, like some Colorado rodeos, some New Mexico rodeos. I just went hat down and I felt more comfortable, like more free. I felt loose. And that's why I don't wear a vest and a bronchitis. Right. And you know, it's, that's, it's the same thing. You know, you feel more comfortable and it's, it's, it's you versus whatever, you know, riding Bronx or Bulls. It's you versus that animal. It's not that animal versus all your haters, I guess. Right. But I wore a helmet, and then uh, for a while, I wore one of them old, uh, gosh dang it, like the hockey helmets. You know what I'm talking What are they called? Uh, gosh dang it. I can see it in my head. That's weird. Like a bear? 
No, it, it wasn't a bull tough. It, it too wasn't tough? No, it was like, oh, gosh dang it. I have one somewhere. Because I have one where I got, I have mine from when I got smacked in the face. It's called a ballistic. Ah. I oh, that's just a burr. Yeah, well, yeah. But it's like, you don't want, you don't look cool in those. I mean, in the ballistics, you don't look cool either. Right, yeah. And I just wore one because, I mean, high school, junior high, high school, you had to. Right. And so I just went the cheapest route, and I'm damn sure. Uh, well, you didn't and- have to. That that it became a rule, like, my eighth grade year, seventh grade year. Yeah, and, and I was in high school rodeo at the time, and you had to. Like, in the state, you had to. Oh, that's right. Because, you know, so uh, you had to. Yeah, you're under the age of 18. Right, right. And then when I got 18 to 18 about my permit, um, I had a bull tough. And I really liked the heck out of them bull toughs, you know. Right. And uh, so I got used to it. And then, like I said, I had a couple of rodeos hat down. but And the, the same thing with you with it, without picking a vest or riding with a vest and not riding with a vest. Yeah, I don't know. I like I've tried a couple different vests and like they're not bad. And um so the first time I took the vest off, I used to be too scared. But um it was my freshman year in college in Las Cruces. We had a Halloween bronc match. And I was like, Yeah, you know what? A vest ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. And uh I did land square on my back. It seems like when you take something away, like a vest or helmet, that's when you, when something does happen. Right. But then I, uh, I don't know, I just kept not wearing it. Like at the high school, or at the college rodeos, I'd wear it. Um, but what I ended up doing is, because for high school rodeo, college rodeo, um, the only rule is, is you have to have a back pad. So I took right. the two pads out of the front. Oh, that's and pretty I just smart. had the back pad. It's pretty smart. Hey, I think the train's coming for you. Yeah, they're just going by. They're just letting me know, like, if I needed a ride or something. Uh, I I figured that they just wanted their feature on on the, today's episode. They're not welcomed. They're not welcomed. No. Um, what the heck? Dude, I. I did see – this is off topic, but correct me if I'm wrong. Did you ride a Zebu? Watusi. Watusi, yes. Yeah, the the first time that I quit riding bulls, I was uh, 15 years <laughs> old. And uh, uh, we were in the practice pen, and I got on – we had this big old longhorn steer. And, like, I mean, sometimes he'd turn back. Sometimes he won't, but like, I mean, I've rode this steer countless amount of times. Like, he was such good per- practice, you know, just up down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fell off of him, and uh, I kind of like it was at that moment something just dawned on me, and I was like, man, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, as a joke, they're like, all right, well, if you want to retire, you got to get on the Watusi. I think it was, it was like a mini Watusi. Yeah. I I seen the video. This sucker looked cool. He was like, I threw away from my hand, rode him until he jumped out of it, and then 
a little bit longer and I stepped off on my feet. It, you did have a pretty cool get off and that's pretty ring. So is that the same helmet that Casey rides in? No, Casey has his own helmet. That was I don't remember what helmet that was. Cause it to me it was red. <laughs> oh, it was it was white. Oh, I wonder what I saw was red. Huh. It might have been Justin's. I think it was Justin Neal's old helmet at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just seen that the other day. I think it was on. It was, yeah, I I shared it on Facebook because yeah. I think that was last week. And, yeah, uh, my, yeah. I was popped like, up dude. in my memories. So now, my my cousin here in Dalhart, she has a zebu, a mini zebu. She wants to buck. And uh, we may have to. Uh, I may have to come out of retirement. Dude, come. I've seen some videos. John Crimber has one. Dude, this took a rank. And that's like her bucks. Yeah. Well, she's never bucked this one. He's he's not mean or anything. He's gentle. But they've had to rope him. And she was like, oh, he fights the rope. And then he'll sit there and kick. And I'm like, is it really worth the ER trip? 110%. That's what I thought, too. I was like, maybe I could sneak him to Boys Ranch and then, like, when everybody goes away, like, hey, somebody pull this gate for me real quick. <gasps> Why wait for everyone <laughs> to go away? I'm sure they'd all enjoy it. Yeah, you're right. I, I would have to have the EMTs there. Yeah. They, yeah. Which means Dude, I don't waver anyways. Yeah. That, well, it, all the others I didn't have to. Until, but No, one, yes. Yes, you did. Oh, I did. I did. We were in the same room. I was there whenever you signed a waiver, both of them. I didn't sign a waiver the first time. Yes, you did. No, no, I didn't. Oh, you're oh. no. Where did I sign it? We were um in the kitchen area. That right. Ranch. Yeah, we were. In, and uh, yeah, we were. me and you were both pitching a fit. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't even. I guess important, but I guess I was like really important. <laughs> <laughs> But then the Dumas, yeah, yeah, I had to sign one. Yeah, we were up in the crow's nest. Literally, that was that was an owl's nest. Oh, and you know what? I've seen worse. Yeah, you know, me too. Me too. Man. Jacob just said that. He got the link. I had to send the thing like four times. <laughs> Man, you know what's crazy? So, like, you know, circuit finals are going on right now. Or they right. Did. Um, so Brazos, he made circuit finals uh-huh. and he got on one of Serby's horses in Loveland and I got like a 78 was making a jam up ride. Well, his hand pops out at the buzzer, pops out of his rigging and he gets just kicked out the back door and lands right on his neck and head. Oh, snap. It didn't break anything, but he got a concussion. So he texts, he calls me and he was like, how was the first one? <laughs> it's like, well, it's a whole lot better than the 14th. <laughs> so it looks like Mr. Jacob Totacini just uh, tuned in. How you men doing? Good, I'm man. Better. How are you? Doing good. Just living the dream every day. Living the dream. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. It, it took a while to get on to this deal, but, Frick, I'm excited to join both of you. I always heard about you guys from 
Des Maldonado, I heard you're a really good pickup man. And Garrett, I know you known to fight bulls and known to be a good, pretty good saddlebrunt rider. And I was like, man, I, I want to join these guys and see what they would talk about rodeo because that's what my life goes around. You know what I mean? Yeah, heck yeah. Well, yeah, shoot, we know, you're a, we know you're excited. We know you're a superstar in the bareback riding and the bull riding. I try my best, buddy. I try my best. Every day I'm just trying to get better at it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. And then if that wasn't enough, you're a stock contractor too. Stock oh, contractor. It's it's honestly it's it's a lot of work. It feels like I wish there was ten of me, but I always tell like my mom or I tell anyone else that, but in the end it's always on my hands and on my shoulders, but it always keeps me busy, you know what I mean? It's just it's always on the run. Everything the train's always going. Oh yeah. It all circles back to like, the trains, does. <laughs> I I used to always tell people, man, I wish there was 10 of me. But then in my head, I'm like, well, I'd have to pay the other nine. So I don't think I'd want that. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But um, one time I was at, uh, this is during my bull riding that happens on Memorial Day. I was running around all day and the night before the show. And I was setting up banners, getting everything situated. And I was trying to get everything from Charlie Sampson coming in. He was flying in that follow. He was already in. We had to get him situated, his room going, and Bruce Ford came in. He came in that following day, and those were the two special guests because every year I usually bring two special guests to my bull riding, and it was such a hassle trying to bring them in. And once we got them in, and I had to run around, had to go to all these different radio stations just That's to awesome, like, though. yeah, it was such a run around. And I go to bed until four in the morning, four in the morning, and the the day of the show started at twelve. So I only slept for three hours, and I was just running off of caffeine and energy. That's about it. That sounds like a similar situation Garrett and Garrett and I have been in. It's it's a, it's, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you, but I remember when I was uh, probably like 1230 around that area, uh, Cody Gregory, he comes from Durango, Colorado. Oh, yeah. I know Cody a, Gregory. Yeah. yeah, he's a pretty good Cody. guy. I invited him to Memorial Day, and I was having a rush, pretty much of a rushful day throughout the whole and he's like, how you doing buddy and i said i'm just really busy and he kind of looked he kind of knew i was kind of a little bit frustrated but i was still going at it and he's like hey uh he would say hey busy is a blessing remember that exactly and exactly. i never i never looked at it that way and i was like man and everywhere i go i always think that to myself wherever i like travel if it's always constantly like nine to five or if it's longer than that and everything always thinks that way from Every day is a blessing and busy is a blessing. My dad used to always tell people, you know, like, cause you know, going to rodeos or whatever, just in small towns, people are like, Oh, how you doing? And my dad's like, just busy. Yeah. And I, I, when I was a little kid, I asked my dad, like, why do you tell everybody you're busy? And he said, it's just an easier way of saying you're blessed. And I was like, what? But now I'm like, <laughs> I totally get that. Never you know? makes sense. It seems like when you get older, you begin to realize like, what are the, like you think busy is good or some people think busy is bad, but it just depends on what you're doing in your life. You know what I mean? Like some people oh, could yeah. be doing something busy, but it could be bad or doing something right. busy and could be good. But most of the time on my part, it seems like I'm just trying to do it for the common good. And you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it's never around like little, it's mostly around little things as well, but in, it's always around rodeo. Like it's always been a part of me. It's just, it's always constantly always been about rodeo no matter what <laughs> it is oh, life yeah. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and people always ask what would you do besides 
rodeo if you if you if you didn't decide to do rodeo like if that was never and i'd be like well i'm pretty sure i'd be a i either probably be boxing or either that i'd probably be surfing that's probably the two things i would want to do yeah i'm not athletic enough to do either one of those either of those no kidding <laughs> okay uh what about you des like i know that you were a pick i know that you're a pick a man and i've seen some videos on you i've seen you at some shows here and there Mm-hmm. What um what else would you do besides if you were not doing if you were not a pickup man what else would you do? If I wasn't a pickup man, I'd for sure be. Uh, man, I'd be shoot boss. If it, like if it, it was a rodeo related deal, I'd be like shoot boss. But the whole point of this is not rodeo related. Oh okay, well then not rodeo related, man. You know that'd I'd be close. Probably, that'd be a good one though. Non rodeo related, I'd probably own a taco stand. Taco stand. Oh, yeah, because like, you know, I mean, keeps you busy. You know? Oh yeah, but that taco truck could lead you to a rodeo, and boom, next thing you know, you're a shoot boss. Oh yeah, boom. that'd be a good idea. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, and I could just call my taco shoot. Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> you call it Des Des Taco or Des instead of Del Taco, you call it Des Tacos. Exactly. See, I'd probably get a lot of copyright, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Double Ave taco truck, truck. What? Yeah, Des double Ave, the double Ave taco truck. Oh, that—that's something. That's something. <laughs> Desmond, maybe if this podcasting thing doesn't work out, that's what we're gonna have to start. Maybe, man. Maybe this winter, I—I I don't have rodeos. I don't have anything. I—I I wouldn't mind making a few tacos. I'm not gonna say like a few million, but just a few. Wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. That would actually work out in the end because there's you never know because anybody's done it. Like for me, my uh, one of the things that uh, my mom came up with was a Piccadilly stand. And on mm-hmm. the reservation, oh at my one god, Piccadillys are freaking amazing. Yeah, they were hot at one time. Like they were everywhere. Like no matter like what our senior said, year. Yeah, yeah. Des, do you know what a Piccadilly is? Yes, Garrett. I'm not an uncultured swine. That's debatable. <laughs> All messed up. Oh man, you get the Kool Aid and the pickle, and oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it's it's pretty good once you first try it. Then the more you get to have it, then you kind of get tired of it. But in the end, I was always surrounded by that because my mom owned a Piccadilly stand, and she would run that deal during rodeos, and she still does. And it would be like we'd be hauling bulls. We'd having the piccadilly machine on us and we and i be riding and i be flanking then after she gets done then she'll run that way to set up a piccadilly stand and start selling man you were busier than a three-legged cat in a litter box then i never heard such a thing but i'll take it as a good compliment <laughs> i don't know if you i don't know i mean i'm not saying you need to watch cats and litter boxes but yeah yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. Man, yeah, but, speaking of the like going back, the y'all uh that Memorial Day bull riding that y'all put on has been like one of the biggest things for like about what how long has it been going? 20, 20 years now? Twenty yeah, this past year was twenty. Twenty years all combined. It's yeah, it's it's, it's been a long time. You guys always get like fifty plus bull riders just in the open. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been uh it's been pretty good from the start of it we had guys from like come all over to the reservation and guys from down in uh las cruces area from el paso 
and it started just from like people in New Mexico, you know what I mean? That just went to that bull riding. Right. And the more that name, that bull riding kept going, kept going, kept going, then all of a sudden you had all these big names show up, like Ryan McConnell, you had Joseph McConnell, you had Travis Briscoe, you had Edna Caminas. Yeah, Edna Caminas that's on Team Rattlers now. He he placed at the Memorial Day Bullrama and PBR qualifiers like Cody Jesus to to um Juliano Antonio da Silva uh, Brazilians that's it gone to that point where that boarding's makes a headline you know what I mean and it was just started like once I started riding woolies and it was all like from the very beginning and once it kept going kept going kept going then at one time we used to get close to about 80 bull riders 80 bull riders at one time and then it's wild because like that whole arena only has like eight back pens yeah yeah it's 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 a lot of work like it takes about 300 like they always say remember like how larry peterson has his deal of 365 days and he starts planning on ahead it's right. kind of like that on my end like once memorial day is over like the night it's over then we're, we all gather together as a family from the jacobs custom buckers and we all plan what could be better next year what could be done to this how can we advertise this more better? You know what I mean? It's all about, it's all about doing it for the people. You know what I mean? That, that's what it was based off of, like doing it for the love of it, the, the sport of bull riding, not just bull riding itself, but for the rodeo community. And then like when we were in high school, it had worked out really great because we had state finals that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, you'd get all them high school rodeo bull riders that pie all over to Red Springs because our state finals was in Gallup during then. I always remember that 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 was probably like the bit probably the busiest weekend because I had to be at the schools because Charlie Sampson and Ted Noose were having the school at Red Springs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the days before Memorial Day, and I had to run from state finals, get on my bull, get on my bareback horse, and I had to run straight back over to school. Then I had to run back to state finals to get all my paperwork done. Then run back to the bull riding. Man, that's a run. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> and it's like an hour, like, hour and a half drive between the two. Yeah, from Red Rock to Red Springs, it's it seems very short, but it is quite a way just to go back and forth, go back and forth. Right. But. Oh yeah, it, I bet it got. Well, I won't say it got monotonous, but I bet it was like overwhelming to do. Yeah, it's for me, I'm just trying to really take advantage of it at a young age because my grandpa always used to tell me that take advantage of it while you're young. You know what I mean? Because when you get a lot more older, you start your body starts wearing out on you. You start getting tired more. And there's times where I've drove like from Red Springs all the way to Red Springs is about south of Gallup, about 13 miles south of Gallup. And I drove from Red Springs all the way to Canada, close to I say about 32, about, yeah, about 34 hours I drove just from there with no sleep just to get to a rodeo. See, when you, when you say like old, I feel attacked. Oh, no, no. You're young. You mean, <laughs> how old are you? Tell me how old are you, Des? 25. 25. Oh, you're still young. What's, I say there is no, there's no such thing as old. You know what I mean? You, oh, you yeah. start to know it when you say it yourself. You know what I mean? It's all a state of mind. Yeah, yeah, like for me, I could be like 22 right now, and I could say, "Oh shoot, I'm old now." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and and like I've been in that position where you know you drive, because I drove from 
Dalhart, Texas to Okeechobee, Florida, and that's 36, oh, yeah. that's thirty six hours. God, that's quite a drive. I'm not gonna and lie. And I to drove, you. I, and I drove that for a one day rodeo. <laughs> gosh, gosh, I can imagine. And we 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 don't we won't talk about how I did, but oh yeah, it, you know. <laughs> but it was not I, worth I went making it, it in one day. Fl- right, and you know it was it was Florida. Yeah. So I was like, man, I've never been to Florida. <laughs> I know what you mean. You're like, where's the alligators at? Yeah, and hey, those are real deals. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I was um. It was this was in February, and usually, like they always say, oh, you'll hardly see alligators on the side of the roads. And here, we're after I got done riding in the bareback and the bull riding down there, and I was up until the, I was up the next day. So we were driving back to our hotel that evening and probably like i say this is around like around 11 o'clock and it was about an hour from the arena to the hotel and all of a sudden you just see this big long it was like it looked like a brick or something i was like what the heck in here you got closer to it with the truck and trailer and here it was an alligator that was dead right across the road yeah that's... yeah i was like i never I'm, i come from new mexico you don't see those kind of things often yeah, you see crackheads and uh, Dairy Queen signs in New Mexico. You don't see alligators. Not, uh, hey, not yeah. Not, don't talk not bad not. about the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say crackheads for a second. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, for New Mexico, it's just like the places that I consider that I. Uh, for me, I grew up in Albuquerque, so I lived in the, the hood at one time. Like like straight in the college town area and you would hear gunshots at night. And I lived there for like three years. So that was kind of a pretty, pretty rank neighborhood. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But it's, Go, uh, it's been pretty good though. I'm not going to lie. To you. It's been pretty good. So Jacob, we have the honor of playing your voice at the start of every episode. Now, every episode. Yeah, that's that's what surprised me the most. I was like, I had my um. You won't believe how I did that. I was, <laughs> I was um coming back from a rodeo and I was announcing one of the Baca deals, and after I got back from there, I had my speakers in my house, like just sitting there, and my whole system just right there. And I was like, you know what? And Garrett messaged me like a few days before and told me, hey, you should set up a deal where you can announce it. And I was like, well, I can come with something, but. And here, my goal is to do it off a speaker, like just a regular microphone. And I was like, oh, I got my speakers right there. I might as well do it right now. You know what I mean? And that, yeah, I, did was... like, I did like five takes, good five takes. And I was like, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one I was thinking. It, yeah, it was pretty badass. Um, so, and and, and thank lit you. up like a kid on Christmas whenever I sent it to him. Dude, <laughs> well, yeah, I listened to it like. At least fourteen times. I won't even lie to you. I was well, like, dude, that's so cool. Well, thank both. I uh, thank you both of you because I just it just like you know what I mean. It just popped. Like there's just always ideas that always come into my mind, and like the part where Garrett wanted to, like an audio, and that was the only part that was tricky because I had like six different audios that I found or my buddies gave to me that I use at rodeos or I hard I like I didn't use at rodeos at times, like for commercial breaks, like say if I'm talking. And I'll be like, well, ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, we like to thank all of our proud sponsors, then I then that's when that song will play. 
And I found yeah. that one. I was like, oh, shoot, I might as well use that right there. You know what I mean? That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. And thank, thank you again. Hey, Jacob, you're kind of losing service. <clears throat> can, you, can you hear me now, bud? Yeah, I can hear him. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We're good. We're golden. We're golden. <laughs> yeah, but thank, but thank both of you though, because it's I never done one before in my life, and it was just just an idea that came up, and there, there you had it. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is my first time too at a podcast, so don't worry. It's it's been pretty good though, Blake. Would you? Well, for me, on for every episode that you guys have made, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've enjoyed every single one of them, and they actually been like one. I'll be driving to a rodeo or something. And I watched every single one of the episodes, especially like with Cowboy Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> heck yeah, man. And I, I like, I'm pretty sure Garrett. I, I think I can speak for Garrett with this one, but we thank you for that too, because I mean that's what we wanted to have was just a something that you can listen to going down the road. Oh yeah, you bet. Like, not that many people do it. You know what I mean? Like, there's only yeah. a few. There's only a few podcasts like that deals with rodeo often, and some of them they try, but like they like go on like one to two episodes and they're done. You know what I mean? Oh no, Garrett's a slave driver. You know? If... Oh yeah, like Garrett's ready <laughs> for it. Like he told me about it. I was like, all right, let me know when you want on to do it. And here he is on the next episode. I'm like, all right, this is serious. Yeah, man. I do have to say though. So the very first picture that Garrett sent me of you when he was like, hey, I'm going to get this guy on the, on, you know, our next episode or a future episode. It was when yeah. you were riding a buffalo. I've got to ask, how was that? That at the time, I, I can still picture it in my head. Like I could still visualize it and see it like every single motion that happened, like uh, for me, when I woke up that, what I did was, I'll tell you the regiment, what I did. That whole <laughs> month, uh, or basically two months before, I um I never thought, I thought about, I seen like uh, those cartoons. Remember how you watch those uh, cartoons or those, some of them Western movies while they're, while they're riding um, with the Cowboys and Indians, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And one time right. I seen an episode of, a, of an Indian and a cowboy riding a buffalo. And this was a long time ago, and I watched that when I was like five or six years old. Was it was it called the guy on a buffalo? It yeah, it was. I think it was, guy but a few a years later, yeah, a few years <laughs> later, then I seen the guy on the buffalo, and and it got me going even more. You know what I mean? And yeah. I told my family about it, and they're like, "Well, they're like just straight no." They're like, "No, I mean, like I was like, well, <laughs> I guess there goes my dream." And a few months, like, <laughs> probably, like, two months came by again. And I seen that flyer. It kept looking at me, like, kept seeing at every place in Gallup. And I was like, gosh. Could you, it's barely becoming a big deal. Like, it was the fairly, like, second year they're uh, doing it. And I asked my family. I first person I talked to was my dad. And, and I said, hey, I'm about ready to plan to ride a buffalo. He's all right. Do it. You only <laughs> do it once. Yeah. Since you're at a young age. And I talked to my mom. I asked my mom about it, too. I was, I was still young. I was about, like, 17 at the time. And here, my mom said no, but I said I want to do it so bad because I always wanted to do it. And so, while you do it, then, and you know, I, um, I told my grandpa, I told my grandma. Well, my grandpa was still around at the time. I told him about it, and he was like, "Well, if you want to do it so bad, then I'll be there." And that was probably one of the greatest memories I remember because that was the only time he really came out to watch me ride was r- to ride a buffalo. Then, 
that following year later he he passed, or that two years later he passed. Man, that's awesome though. Then, but throughout that whole process, right? I was getting on my horse bareback every single day, like pretend <laughs> I had I actually put a pillow on top of his back, <laughs> just pretending it was a buffalo. That is crazy because and it, I mean. It is because you look at a buffalo and you're like, who the hell would want to ride that? Yeah, then, exactly. Not that and many, then you see, people. yeah, and then you go to Gallup, New Mexico, and there's like 40 in there. They're like, I'm going to ride that sucker home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But then in the end, you got to worry about, uh, I wasn't really worried about the factors. I still, I'm not really that kind of guy like that doesn't think, well, what if I get hurt? What if I do right. this? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. In my right. in my mind, I don't really picture that. Like I don't really think that way. But in the end, I wasn't like I was I was ready for it. Like I was practicing. I was getting on bulls that were just nice jump like hoppers. And I was getting on like with my stationary I mean, really barrel. Really making really yeah, making fight make, for making the front it was end. Real. Yeah, yeah, making it was real. Then that time came and they, uh, Cody Jesus was there, and he, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing out here in Gallup? And I said, I'm getting on a buffalo. And he didn't believe me. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And here the buffalo show up, and here I had my boar up. And you just <laughs> seen his look in his eyes like, oh, shoot. He is really good on a buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. I think what inspired me the most to do that, because I'm still going to do that. Yeah. So don't, yeah. you know, like it's still on my list of things to do. Yeah, but uh, I think what inspired me the most is when I seen Derek Begay do it. Wasn't yeah, that the same year? That was uh, the year. That was the year after. Uh, oh, okay. That was the third year, I believe, and the year I got on was the second year. And like, I think Derek Begay did he win it? Yeah, he, yeah, he won it. Yeah, he won yeah. it that year. And uh, so, and like, I seen Derek at uh, like I've seen Derek at Amarillo. I've seen him in Tucson. I've seen him at a few pro shows, but I seen him in Cottonwood. No, I seen him at Camp Verde uh, this past year in the summer. You know, and I, I was picking it up, but I asked him, I said, hey, man, I, like, how was riding that buffalo? <laughs> he was like, you know, and there we go, he's just he's such a blunt person. He was like, well, it was fun. Yeah, he won't. He won't really tell you much. You gotta. <laughs> he's not a. He's not a very descriptive person, but he's not also like a very outgoing person. Yeah, he's he's kind of really like to himself, but he'll just tell you just a straight answer. You know what I mean? Like what comes off of his mind. But he's a really good guy, though. I'm not gonna oh, lie to you. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, funny thing about after Camp Verde, um, when we were bucking bulls, we we bucked like eighteen bulls and i had we had rope quite a few well like more over half and i missed every time i threw i missed oh shoot and so for me to be at the same rodeo as Derek begay and i knew he was watching me or watching talk about embarrassing right see that's what i'm getting at man (laughs) gosh (laughs) he uh so like you know after after the perf I was like, man, I, I need to go get a picture of Derek Begay. And, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm still in my kick pads and my pickup shafts. I'm still in, like, stock contracted shirt, like, everything. And I was, I found him. I was like, hey, man, do you have time for a picture? And he's like, absolutely. So I take a picture with him. And this is no joke. I really wish I was kidding when he when he told me this. 
And this is by far probably one of the coolest, most embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> it was like, I guess maybe next time you should, you should learn where the end of that rope is, huh? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I got a knot at the end. He goes, now that big loop, you catch with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, you know, I got a, a, a roping dummy tied to my trailer. I'll, I'll rope that sucker all night. Oh, gosh. Like, imagine, like, having one of your heroes tell you that, like, it's like saying, hey, there's a boar up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right, right. And so, like, I laughed. And he, he laughed, too. And I was at, like, we took the picture and everything. And I was like, are you serious, though? And he goes, no, I'm really kidding. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I was like, no, dude, God bless awesome. America. Like, I, I want you to tell me that because I suck. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, Mr. Brigade, will you teach me how to rope? I, I, I want to... You know what happens though? Like, there's moments in life where you're like, like, no matter, like at a rodeo or something, like you're in a grand entry, and there's times where you like you need to do something, and someone is like, you know, that is there, like some a big name is there, like someone that you've known, or like say like a beautiful woman, for example, not like what I would think, but like it's someone else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you would get like you would not do good, you would miss all your steers, you would. You not do good on catching your bulls or your horses. You know what I mean? You're like, right. The, See, and that was the worst part about it. You know what I mean? That was the worst part about it. So the rodeo announcer <clears throat> didn't even announce that Derek Bigot was there because I went through the bareback riding, the saddle yeah. riding, and then come the team roping. He was like, late, like he made a huge scene about it. Well, and, duh, it's Derek Bigay. Yeah, and he's like, we have Derek Bigay, and I'm like, oh my god, like I've been. I'm not gonna lie. I was the biggest fan, but I was like, dude, I'm in the same <laughs> arena as Derek Begay. I get to push his steer out, you know, like, and and then it then it hit me, like, oh, I might as well put this rope up right now because <laughs> there's no way he's gonna. I'm gonna impress him with this cactus nylon thing hanging. On my right side. Oh gosh! But well, it's, it's all right. Have you made an impact? Hold on, y'all. Y'all talk to me at the same time. I don't know what happened. Do what? <laughs> Jacob, go. Okay, <laughs> I, I was about to say. I was about to say. Well, at least you made an impact. <laughs> well, yeah, the wrong. <laughs> but it was still cool to me. But it was yeah. also like a gut hitting feeling when he was like Derek Begay and I was like dang I might as well just go home right now <laughs> I, I know how you feel buddy I know how you feel <laughs> <laughs> anyways Garrett what were you saying buddy oh uh, <coughs> I was just asking uh have you and Pegas entered any of the team ropings like when y'all are picking up so we have <coughs> We don't talk about it, um, because you know I'm like I'm one of those ropers like so, and I'll I'll be straight up with you both. I'm one of those ropers like I don't rope practice steers in an arena all the time. I don't rope for fun or anything. I I got a rope. I rope if something's out. That <laughs> and, makes sense. And. uh so when we enter the team roping course, like fees are paid for because we have to work for the stock contractor. 
or he'll take money out of our check, you know. And well, like, hey man, you know, joking around, like, you want to enter the team roping? I'm like, yeah, my horse has, my horse is blind out of its right eye, but I'm so down. Let's do it. And <laughs> I'm the worst header. Like, if it comes down to me or an aluminum can as your header, Go I'm putting my money. Can. I'm putting my money towards that aluminum can. Because he's going to catch more than I ever will. Well, that's at least that's just you can't be that bad. Yeah, you should. I don't think you're not that bad. I don't think so. It, I, so my dad is like, he's he's not a hard person at all, but he's just like a very old school kind of blunt guy. My dad told me one time. He goes, you know, my entire like I've been. He's like I've been married to your mom for twenty. 20 some odd years. I said, okay, yeah, where are you going with this? He's like, I've seen vacuum suck and then I've seen you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that's. Can you retire at 24? <laughs> and you'd be like, well, thank you, Dad. Thank you for that compliment. I'll, I'll take you to heart. Right. And I'll use but, it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, he was the same way with me riding bulls. So it just kind of, Whatever, he didn't say anything negative to me at all, mm-hmm. but he made sure that I understood what he was saying. Oh yeah. If I if I knew like some small mistake was lacking, or I was being lazy or something like that, he he dang sure get it in my head that it was nobody's fault but my own. Yeah, I know, but he wouldn't. I know. He wouldn't. He wouldn't necessarily say that. He would just give me a metaphor to what he was trying to say. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I I grew up that way. You know I mean, that's how I right. was on my end. It was like it was just a straight truth. You know, like you, there was no there's no babying it. There was no like telling it easy. It was just straight to the point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember yeah, one time. Jacob, also, your dad's one of the best uh, shot makers there are. Yeah, for him, I I hardly get to see him often because he's always constantly so busy. He's always busy all the time and. For me, I'm always, I'm chasing my dream, and he always tells me like, if you as long as you're doing what you're doing and you're chasing your dream and you're doing good things in life, that's all that matters to me. You know what I mean? Right. But my dad's always been busy all the time. Then, for me, it's just been me, and my mom mostly throughout for quite a long time. And before my mom and my dad they uh, separated at one time, uh, they they both decided right in between like, what do you want to do with the bulls, Jacob? Do you want to get rid of them? Because if you want to get rid of them, we can get get rid of them right right now. And I was like 12, 12 to 10 years old around that area. And I was like, I want to keep them. Then they're like, all right. Then you and your mom going to have to do whatever you can to take care of them. And I said, I'll do whatever I can to keep these bulls going. And at one time, we were like at 30 head, like close to 40. And we went down to five, came down to five bulls. And we were kind of at a, a bump where like – Everything was kind of going down. Then all of a sudden, we just kept going, kept going, kept going. Then those five bulls got us through for a good year. Then all of a sudden, we started building to six, seven, eight. And then now we're back at 25 head of bulls, close to 30 at the moment. You know, you have that red ball face. I don't remember his yeah. name, but I don't like him. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. 
Oh man, that was a, like I've been ran over by a couple bulls, right? Yeah, like, uh, it was in my first two weeks of trying to fight bulls, and uh, like I, uh, the was turning back, and I wanted to bring him out of the spin, and I took a step back, and I, I didn't know what the heck a we or in aware awareness was or anything, and uh, yeah. the guy that was on the pulling gate started closing the gate, and uh, I was right there, and like my the back of my cleat had caught underneath the gate, and it, made me fall over it the next thing i know this that dang red red ball face like just started hooking the schnoz out of me oh god and then the, the guy that was pulling the gate was sitting there like i think he was trying to hit him with the gate but he was hitting me yeah and uh yeah just the wrong place at the wrong time huh yeah i didn't know any better well it's all right you only been doing it for not that long i'm not gonna lie to you well oh yeah at this point no i've I I didn't started fighting bulls in uh, April. Yeah, well, yeah, you were telling me that. You were telling me that. And April. from my point, from my from me announcing and and flanking bulls right in front of you, you keep getting better every single time. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. Well, thanks. Like, that, that was kind of just the one thing. Like, if I was gonna do it, I wanted to try to do it right and learn as much as I can to be as technically sound as I can. Just because there's so many factors and like. Not factors, but there there's so many lives that are in there's, hands. There's a lot, <laughs> a lot of demeanors. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of demeanors yeah. involved. See, that was but, one thing. Like, So whenever I started riding bulls, everybody talked about my demeanor. What's your demeanor in life? And I'm like, how do you spell demeanor? <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> and, and you then, autocorrect. <laughs> right. And then so like. I was like, man, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't know demeanor. I'm just out here just riding bulls, and I'm going to go get my pro card. I'm just trying to stay on for eight seconds. That's about it. Most of the time, I'd stay on for three. Well, at least you tried, though. I'm not going to lie. At least you tried. I had one guy tell me one time, he was like, man, like, everything was sloppy, but you had a really good nod. Man, that's like the that's the best part in the brown crown that I got. Can't mark a horse right. out to save my life. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I might be able to stay on a couple, but my nod. And I, I will I can have successfully to... say I've never lost my hat either. That is that is true. Oh yeah, that is true. I just realized that. Yeah, that is true. Like in Dumas, never lost it, dude. Dude, like it. It does not matter how hard I land on my head or get jerked around, or you know, my hat never comes off of my head. That's that American hat. Yeah, that's Honestly, a good hat. Last, up until last year, I never had an American. Hmm. Well, you ought to be thinking American. <laughs> <laughs> well, for um, the only time that I ever seen your hat come off is when you wore that whole um that that bunny suit during uh, Easter at the yeah. Baca deal <laughs> in the saddle <laughs> broad riding, birthday. and I recorded that too. Yeah, I had a I did. dress up in a whole Easter bunny costume. I did almost see your hat fall off when we had to fight them bucking steers in Dumas. Yeah, but it never did. Actually, yeah. fighting bulls, there's been one time that my hat did come off. It was over the fourth week. I was in a Creed, Colorado. And yeah. uh, I was trying to – I just taken my vest off because we were switching to sheep and stuff. And so I didn't get my hat, hat put on all the way. And this dang sheep started tucking tail and running and – I was all chasing after it, and my dang hat fell off. I was so embarrassed. 
Well, at least it made a good story, though. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a very good story. <laughs> well, for me, I think uh, at one time I almost got my knees taken out. And this was like this was when I was sorting sheep in the back because I own sheep as well. And I got a fresh new set that I was from. I think it was from Colorado at the time. This was like years ago. Did you say you almost got your knees taken out sorting sheep? Yeah, that's very <laughs> dangerous when it comes to sorting them. Cause okay, I, I'm not making fun of you. I just wanted to like, yeah, guys, pay attention. <laughs> no, I just wanted to like hold on. You said that you you said that you you said that way too fast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's like a rap god. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you said so your knees almost got taken out. Yeah, it sheep. was. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I bought these fresh new sheep from uh Colorado, and we were breaking them in, and all of them ran really good. But when it came down to sorting them, like trying to put a sheep inside the bucking chute, one of them ran straight at me, and almost got my knees. But luckily, got the top of my knee, so it freaking just ran through my kind of like my hip, and threw me oh. up in the air. And I, man, I don't. Crazy. I hate, I hate sheep. Like, right before the like the actual perf starts, the mutton busting. Of course, oh the pickup God. men have to be out there. I hate it. It's so bad. I will say though, Jacob, you have one of the best sets of sheep ever. Like they follow <laughs> a goat. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I, people always tell me. But thank you, buddy. It's just, it's just something that was brought upon an idea like at one time we always used to use a sheep like a small little sheep and that took a lot of work just to train them but at one time we had the small black goat and still is the same goat and like, well what sally, if we try right? yeah what if yeah sally sally the goat like well what if we try put it at the end of the arena and what if the sheep follow it we'll try it we'll just do an idea then all of a sudden uh, you just see these sheep running 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 and freaking they just follow that line all the way and I'm like, all right, we'll keep it. And ever since then, it's been going. It's been going. A goat? But like, they'll follow that goat all the way to the dang outgate. And that's the part that, like, boggles my brain. I think that's what, like, a lot of sponsors really liked about it. Because, like, like, some of them pro rodeos or something like that. I've done a few with the pro rodeos for the sheep riding. And that's the number one thing they always have troubles with. You know what I mean? Like, trying to bring sheep back in. Or oh, having yeah, to pick him and trying uh, to throw right. a rope on him, you know what I mean? Yeah, see, yeah, and that's what I was trying to say. Like, trying to rope a sheep. I've been that's not like, children. yeah, that's like, that's like trying to catch a bear with. Oh yeah, it's know. a lot. It's a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, and it sucks. But um, it kind of just like it's just kind of like repetition. You know what I mean? Like, say like, say if you practice on a bucking machine so many times, and that's just repetition. You're doing. You're doing what you practice. And that was kind of like how we did it when we first started with those sheep. Like, it was just repetition, repetition. Now those sheep just follow every like every single perf now. But when they're out in the open, gosh, they can go far. Like, they can go far <laughs> out in the wilderness. <laughs> and that's where I have to become a sheep herder at sometimes. And, and I have to herd sheep, you know what I mean? And just out there doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like they say, like Jacob was a Jacob in the Bible. That's what people always That's say. That's exactly right. See, <laughs> maybe but, it was meant to be. Uh, you never know, but it's just uh, what's kind of crazy is that a lot of um, 
my name, like a lot of my backgrounds from my family, they all come from the Bible. That's what is surprising. I never knew that until I got a lot more older. Right. But yeah. in the end, it's been, it's always constantly like, there's always something going on. Like always, like for me, I, I always, be, I always tell people, I freak, I have a zoo in my backyard. backyard. Peacocks. I have uh, mini pigs and all of them all have a job within itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the Man. peacocks, I sell their feathers. Other the mini pigs, I sell. Yeah. The chickens too. They, oh gosh, they, they keep me busy all the time too. Man, see, like, I didn't like peacocks until one day my dad, so we used to live on a ranch when I was little, and my dad bought two peacocks, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? This ain't Zootopia. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, hey, you fall off of fat cows that are crippled, so I don't want to hear you. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. (laughs) And uh, one day... We had a, we had like the ranch we used to live on. We had a really bad snake problem. Yeah, and uh, he was like, "Well, you know, not not a really bad snake problem, but like we had one snake, and so that was a problem." But he was like, "Yeah, I, I guess hate I'm... snakes with a passion." Right? See, yeah, me too. A no probe? Nope, no way. And so, like, he was like, man, I guess I'll turn them peacocks out right here. And I was like, why would you put a peacock with a rattlesnake? And he goes, one of these days, you'll learn how to shut up and listen. And I was like, dude, that's very rude of you. I'm just trying to figure out why you're going to put two. Why are you going to put Fred and Ernie with some? Because those were our peacocks names. Fred and Ernie. Fred and Ernie. <laughs> I was like, why are you going to put Fred and Ernie with a, with a rattlesnake? I don't get it. But those suckers are the, the kill a rattlesnake. And, oh, man. It's brutal how they do it. I've, I've, I've heard they about like stories play like with that. It. Well, they play with it. And then, like, dude, I mean, them suckers get aggressive now. Like, they got cool feathers, but on the other end of them feathers, no way. I'd hate to be a snake in front of a peacock, I'll tell you that right now. Oh yeah. For me, I never really liked snakes, but those chickens and those um the mini pigs, they they don't really they really known to get rid of snakes around the house. So that's why I don't really have a snake problem. A long time ago it used to be, but it's it's not as bad like how it is like a long time ago, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. And I used to be one of those weird kids that was I was like, Man, I want a petaconda. Like anaconda in my room. Like, <laughs> oh gosh. I'm, and I then, had that desire. well, then I grew up, you know, and then I was like, yeah, that was stupid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Who would want that in their room? Uh-huh. So, Jacob, I know that you've been uh, going to school in Nebraska, but uh, how's Lonesome Dove? How's Lonesome Dove holding up? Oh, it's been pretty. Everything's been pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, for everything down here, it's just. The drive, the drive of Sabo is a good 14 hours from from where I live now in Shadron, Nebraska to to Bread Springs. And it's quite a drive. But in the end, it's I always had to come back, like, say, if the bulls got out or if something needs fixing at the house and I'll come home. But most of the time I have those bulls out in the mountains and they're mostly just I have water and everything situated for them. So I, it doesn't really make me have to worry. Right. 
Yeah, but it's just the winter time is the only time that kind of gets rough. But luckily, I'm going to get out of school early because my semester ends early. Then I'll be back home for the winter. Then I'll be you know, going back to school again. Right. And uh, what we're about in Nebraska is that I have um, my grandparents live around Broken Bow. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. You know that? Well, for me, I live in uh, Shadron, Nebraska. It's close to Rapid City, and it's right okay. close to the border of South Dakota. Right. Man, so yeah. you're up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite a ways. I'm going to be dealing with the snow, and it's getting pretty cold up here. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so glad you said that because you guys got snow this past yeah. weekend. Yeah, for me, I'm, just, I'm just not prepared for it. Everyone makes a thing. Oh, it's not so bad. They'll be like, well, you'll get about five feet of snow, and you'll be all right. And I'm like, five feet? That's hardly heard of where I live. Yeah, I'm I'm five foot six. Oh, so, Jacob, what are you gonna build this year then? Uh that's a good question. That's uh, for me. I already built a buff. I made a buffalo. I made a snow bucking horse, and I did a bull. The bull uh, made it to the news, didn't it? Was it the all, bull or the buffalo? All, all three of them made it to the news. Oh, you really? did that with snow? Yeah, it, it's it was Dude, just an Justin, idea. I'm gonna have to send you. I'll have to find the pictures of it and send them to you. Dude, the it only thing wicked. I can make out of snow is like a snowball or a snow angel. Yeah, it took it took a lot of work. Like it's, I'd say I started about six in the morning and I got done close to the evening when I finished it. I don't even know how to draw. <laughs> well, I, I don't drawing ain't sculpting. Well, I can't even sculpt. Well, Des, what can, what can you do that's close to artistic? Autistic? A lot. Yeah. Autistic, artistic, I mean, nothing. you know, you ask a lot of people that know me, they're like, oh, 100% he's autistic. But artistic, no, negative. Like, I'm in the negative numbers with that. Just say, yeah, I'm, I'm a pickup man. That's about, that's a good answer. That's, that's about it. That's a really good art. Yeah, that's art. Rodeo is art. Absolutely. And it's <laughs> like, because it's so funny because... People ask me, like, oh, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, so you rodeo? Like, yeah. So what do you do? Well, I used to ride bulls, but now I'm a pickup man. Okay, so what is that? And then I have to explain. And they're like, so you don't do anything. Um, oh, gosh. You're like, man, I get that. I get that. Because I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll tell them. But like, yeah, I fight bulls. And they're like, oh, so you're like a rodeo clown? Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I, I get that way in my in my part too as well. Like, like what else do you do besides bull riding? Well, I ride bareback horses. Oh, bareback. Oh, what's that? And yeah, you know what I mean. They think that you're just riding on a horse bareback. And you really so are. Jacob, <laughs> you know you're you're a man of many hats between the uh, bull riding, bareback riding, um, stock contractor, radio announcer, and radio announcer. Which is the one that you like? The most, the most. Well, not even like the most. Just, I mean, yeah, I guess that would entail with it. But when people ask, like, which one's your go-to? Honestly, from that answer, writing itself. You know what I mean? It's just, that's just something that what started who I am. It's just what made me. That's, it's, it's just basically that's about the good answer I can give you. It's just bareback and bull riding. But for bareback, it was kind of just a, it was kind of just of a, it was kind of a bet. Like I, I just said, hey, one of my buddies said, I bet you can't get on that steer on a with a bareback rigging. And I was all, well, I'll try it. 
and we bet it like 10 bucks, I think. And I just got on that deal and I was so nervous in my life. Like it was just a small little steer, like a regular roping steer. And I threw right. a rigging on it and I, that's about it. And one, one day I tried it and I was like, Oh freak, this shit, this is fun. Well, well, let's try a horse and went to a horse and it went from there. You know what I mean? You went from there to the IMFR. Yeah, it was. It's been a journey, and I haven't been Why riding was it fucking so hard that long. To get that out, Garrett. Shut up. You know, you know damn well words are hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, remember, like what we we're talking about earlier about the buffalo story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for that deal, I'll we'll go back to that. What happened was from the buffalo story, they ran in the buffaloes. And they had so like some small tiny ones, uh, some big ones. And here, when they put them in the bucking shoots, the first one that came up was the rowdiest one and the biggest one in the herd. And here they're like, Jacob, this one's yours. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, here we go then. And it took a while just to get everything situated to throw a bore up on it. And someone told me uh, in my, I think I forgot who it was. Someone told me in my ear, set your bore up high. Don't set it too low because if you set it too low, they're just going to take it away from you. And I was the first one out. And that buffalo is just really bad in the shoot, a shoot fighter and everything. And I just, once I called for that gate, I just scoot up like I was JB, you know, like a quick scoot up and nod. And that buffalo just felt like getting on a bareback horse with a rigging, but just kicking. Huh. That's yeah, a if- really good way of saying that. Yeah, so like imagine like your hands on a rigging, right? But pretend it's a bull rope, and that and your legs are just straight down like a bull rider, like you're kneeing up riding a bull, but you just feel that power like a like a bareback horse. Huh. And in my huh. mind, I was thinking, don't look at the horns, don't don't look at the horns, just pretend it's a bull, pretend it's a big bull you're getting on, pretend it's a brammer, a, a brown brammer. Don't think of it as a as a buffalo with horns. You know what I mean? This is Oscar. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, pretend something like that in your in in your head. And I thought that and that whole entire time I wasn't even looking at his his head. I was just pulling my rope, nod and go, and the rest took off from there, you know what I mean? Here, Desmond, go look at your text. I think it's funny how like when people say like, Oh yeah, I, I learned how to nod because of JB. And I'm like, dude, who the heck would not want to nod like JB? Like, get me the hell out of there. That was the only time I ever did it in my in my life, just to nod and go like that. Cause I I tried doing it at one time in practice, but that didn't go so well. I ended up <laughs> banging out my knee really bad. See, and that's how I would nod. Like I would just kind of sit down, and I wouldn't. I I didn't want to get too many thoughts in my head. So yeah, like, I take my rap. I wouldn't even check flank man ready or anybody's in the arena. I just take my rack rap and i'd be far away and i just nod and then just I, and yes it, uh, it, it you know you're right it hurt <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but it, at the same time it felt to me it felt like i was getting out of there at a comfortable time i didn't want to be late i didn't want to be second guessing or i didn't want to be sorry yeah and so a hundred percent when kids ask me, like, so how did you not? Like, well, shit, I got the hell out of there. Yeah, that's that's the number <laughs> one goal. You know what I mean? That's like for me, my uh, like one time I heard uh, 
got in so I think it was my mom at one time when I was like years ago. She said the one that always used to be fast in the shoot that still is is Guyton Sosi. Like he'll try oh, to yeah. beat you before you oh, even flanking. So in my mind, I just try to think, all right, your goal is to get out fast and get out quick. Don't mess around because if you mess around in there, you your mind tends to think sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My dad my dad used to always tell me in high school rodeo. And of course this was way before they would put you on the clock or anything. Yeah, it, but like in high, like when I was high school rodeo, you could take eighteen rat, like you could take eighteen repulls. <laughs> Nobody cared. I, I yeah, I remember that one time <laughs> used to be like that. And uh, I remember one time my dad told me he was like, "Be fast, kick ass." There you go. That's a good way to put it. And I was like, "Wait, so you want you want me to fall off before I even get out now? Like now you want me to pl- you want me to plan my exit plan now?" Or you want me to like kick ass? I, I'm so lost. And he was like, "You know what I mean." And so when I that that went that was always my go to motto, you know, from the time uh, you know I bought my permit to the from when I quit riding bulls was go fast, kick ass. And I, I tell younger kids that now, like you know, why why take your time there? Yeah. You know, it it takes eight, eight seconds to ride a bull. That's true. But it takes an eternity in that bucket shoot, and that's that's when shit gets scary. That is that is true. That is true. Hands down. And especially with the like the the bronc riding, there is no way in Sam Hill you will find me with my hand rocked into a rigging or my head or my hand tied to uh, a lift these bronc reins in a buck and shoot waiting for this horse to calm down. There's no way. It's it's kind of rough. No yeah. It's kind of rough when you draw like horses or bulls that are really bad in the shoot. But I think for me, what I try to think is just try to think of it as like, like bulletproof it. You know what I mean? Just oh yeah, get out and get quick. Yeah. My, um, so I had a, Oh, Terry Don West tell me one time, he goes, you got to be kind of like the Terminator in there. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, no, you, you've got to be like, you, you got to have, you got to have that mentality. Yeah. That's, it's the only way to do it. You know what I mean? Like there's this, uh, there's this one guy in my life I met in Canada and I, I told him from the beginning, I said, Hey, buddy, I said, I, I never met him. He knew who I was. He says, hey, I always watch your TikTok videos. I look up to you. And I say, hey, buddy, just, he's like, what do you do in life? And I said, just keep hustling. Don't don't quit. Whatever you do in the bucking shoot, whatever you do in that arena, just don't quit. Keep going. And recently, I'd say about a month, probably like a month ago, he almost about took his life because he was having a lot of problems. And I messaged him. I reached out to him when no one else was. And I told him, I said, hey, buddy, I said, is everything all right? Is everything okay? And I told him, I, I talked to him for a long time on the phone. I said, hey, remember what I told you when I before I got on my bull? I said, don't quit. You you got a whole life ahead of you, and you can still do it. Like for me, I'm I'm riding for 18, 8 to 16 seconds for my bareback and bulls. I said, yeah. you can you got to fight for every single day of your life and to make it in this world. And I said, I believe in you. 
like how you yeah. believe in me. Then ever Absolutely. since it, it, it changes life. Then ever since then, he says, you know what? Thank you. Then I told, I told him, I said, I'll, I said, I'll, I'll do whatever I can to reach out to you, buddy. Right. And, and like, I think it's, it's in the rodeo world when the, the so cliche saying every second counts comes yeah, in. It does. It really does. Like, and a lot of people, they don't get that. Like, yeah, it could be on t-shirts and some guys could have it tattooed on them. But it's more than just a, a saying. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 a livelihood. Right. And, and so for me, like I heard that going up and down the road all the time. And then when I quit riding bulls, of course, I was in a slump. I was depressed. I was like, man, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know my next step. Yeah. And very in the back of my head, it was drilled into me going to all them pro rodeos and all them, them cool shows and hanging out with my buddies. It was like every second counts. Yeah. So every second that. counts. And I fed, I fed off of that. And I was like, man, that's my meat. You know, like that's, that's the seasoning to, to the meat that I'm trying to grill. So that's, yeah. that's where I've got to go. And a hundred percent, like, you know, every second counts and you don't realize that until after you're done or, until after the lights go down or anything like that it's like every every damn second counts and nobody realizes that but it's the coolest thing in the world yeah it's 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 interesting i'm not gonna lie to you because with that it's just like rodeo itself they always say it's you riding with yourself like say it's a team event like team team roping and and steer wrestling that's team but when it comes to like rough stock or tie down or you're dealing with your partners you're dealing with the horse but in my sense, it's like saying you're riding for your own ability and you're helping other people, not just from people from the outside world, but you're trying to reach out to them. And you know what I mean? Like they, some people look up to you and you Most may not, definitely. you may not never know that you may not yeah. never know that. And it's kind of like that deal goes, you know, like you never know what little kid is looking at you. That's true. And so around the, you've got- this arena, there's always a little kid that looks up and wants to be you. Right, exactly. You know, and so like in Childress, Texas, they have that posted right there at behind the shoots. And the very first time I saw that, I was like, "Well, that sucks. Who the hell would want to look up to me?" <laughs> you know, like I'm the I'm the same height to all them kids. Don't worry, Des, you're my hero. <laughs> well, Des, it, from me to a bareback rider to a pickup man, in my sense, you are you are a hero. I'm not gonna lie to you. you yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like, you are a hero. Oh, yeah. And like, I don't, I don't hold myself above anybody else saying like, oh, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have this job. And there's no, there's no sense to me for saying that. Yeah. But at the same time, if it, if it wasn't for bareback riders, saddle bronc riders, I wouldn't have a job. That's true. That is true. And well, I don't look I at it. Except like, you're welcome. Exactly. And I like, I don't think of picking up as a job because I'm doing something that I love. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to beg for picking up. I don't have to beg somebody to call me and say like, Hey man, I would really love this rodeo. I don't have to do that. All I have to do. And if somebody has to, like if somebody calls me and says, Hey, I want you to pick this rodeo up a hundred percent. I It could be a ranch rodeo. Yeah. I'll go yeah. and pick up a ranch rodeo. And there, there'll always be a guy that'll always pull me aside, and they're like, "Man, 
thank you so much because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I always stop him and I, I tell him, man, if it wasn't for you, for you doing what you're doing, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And they're and, like, well, that's why do you why do you have that perspective in your head? Because your world is your world and my world is my world. They don't have to interfere, but we got to love each other somehow. I may hate you know, ranch bronc riding or wind guys. Yeah, I don't hate the ranch bronc gun. I think it's I don't, wicked. I don't, I don't hate it, but gosh dang, it's just. I'll never do irritating. it. It's kind of irritating. Cowboy Jesus, Cowboy Jesus does it. <laughs> yeah, Cowboy Jesus does Cowboy it. Cowboy Jesus is fixing to be a bronc rider. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, we're changing him. We're going to grow up here come two weeks. He's going to oh, grow up. Oh, gosh. I'll, the time that he does it, I'll find a way to go find out and see it myself. Dude, well, so it's gonna so he's getting on his first ones November uh, the first weekend of November, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah. Boys Ranch, Texas. Oh be shoot. there. Yep, be there, be square. It's official. I, I think I it took is the official. flyer, Jacob, um, for it. They have it's a bareback and Bronkin school. Oh yeah. I the deals that you guys put on, the ones that um the school that you guys been putting on, holy freak. I heard I from up here, I've been hearing about it too as well. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's it's actually really, it, especially from hearing it from the bareback riding side to the saddle brunt riding side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so like, we we didn't yes. when we started this, it was kind of like a, a table conversation, macaroni yeah. and cheese on the plate type of conversation. You know, it was just an idea that turned into a bigger idea that turned into a dream that turned into, uh, you know, holy shit. You guys yeah, remember really when Pacey first started talking to me about it before yeah. it started to come to fruition, and like, hey, he had gained my support instantly, like, you know, yeah. But it worked out though, because it it all takes is one step. You know what I mean? Once you take that first step to do it, then it takes off from there. I mean, check right, us out I, now, Desmond. We're podcasters, right? Right, and but like our biggest deal, like with Pacey and I and Brazos. It was, what if nobody shows up? Oh, yeah. I, I know how that feels. And so, like, when we all, when the three of us sat down, because that's where the triple seven comes in, um, it was uh, Pecos and Brazos' dad, guy winners. Yeah. And then it was Pecos and Brazos. So those were the original triple seven. Yeah, and I then, remember that, yeah. And then so... After Guy had, like, retired and sold the business, Pecos had restarted it, and then it was Pecos, Brazos, and me. So we all sat down, and, there, and we were like, okay, what – if you want, if we're going to do this, let's do it. And then in the back of your mind, you, you've got it, it – it's always in the back of your mind. Yeah. What if nobody it, shows up? That's true. It's just – it's just it sits there, you know what I mean? But – Right, and you got in your mind. You got to think positive about it too, as well. You know what I mean? Like I say, absolutely, they're gonna come. And, they're gonna come. You know what I mean? And then we we kind of push that aside, and we're like, you know what? We're gonna be the coolest and baddest sons of bitches out there that put on bronc riding schools. That that's pretty well, rank. You do it. Rank. So yeah. um, I think we're nearing time to start wrapping this up, and the. Jacob, 
Oh, hold on, uh, Garrett. Um, do you mind if I tell you one more story real quick? Let's hear it. Well, remember we were talking about Derek Begay uh, just a while ago? Right. At one time, we were down in Polson, Montana. Derek Begay almost about um, almost about killed me. What? Yeah, what? But it was kind of yeah. What happened was long. It's a long story short. He was um he had these chilies, these green really hot chilies that he bought, and he wouldn't tell me where he got it from. And it was him and Aaron Sinigini. We were all just having dinner at his at his Aaron's trailer. And and here um yeah they they were there, and Derek said, "Hey Jacob," he said, "Try this chili," and I said, "Where'd you get it from?" He says, "Oh, I got it from one of my friends." And here, I, I didn't even know what it was. He's all right. Then here, I took a big old chunk of that chili and I bit it and I started chewing it and I swallowed it. <laughs> then here, and Aaron and <laughs> Derek and those guys are like, no, you're not supposed to eat the whole chili. Then here, all of a sudden, what's that? Once it ran down my system, holy smokes. And here was a ghost pepper. <laughs> oh, man. And here I was sweating. I was running around trying to look for water. Try and here and Aaron Synergy said, "Here, milk." And here I ran some milk down my system. And here after that, James Arviso, that he's um he's he's uh he comes from that family too. Really good team roper. And he's oh let me try it too. And here he took a little bite of it. And here he was running around the same exact way. And that time <laughs> was the time that. Derek Begay did not tell me that I was supposed to not eat the whole chili. But here, I ate that whole sucker, like, took a whole chunk of it. And that was, I'm not going to lie to you, it took about a good few hours just to get rid of that. So the moral <laughs> of the story is, do not listen to what anything Derek Begay has to say. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, I did. I just kind of just jumped to the conclusion. I kind of jumped the gun too early. Like, I just, he said, here, Jacob, eat the chili. And I was like. Okay, where's he come? From? Where's it come from? Oh, from all my buddies. All right, that's about Even it. Sounds fair to me. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I'm with Garrett. I mean, that that sounds really fair to me. Why would yeah, you but... say no to to Derek Begay? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, um, that's a story I always remember, no matter what. But like I said, for me, I've known Derek for a long time, just from like junior rodeos to to INFR rodeos and. But he's always been a really good guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whenever you I run convince him to again. listen to the Double F podcast. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know. Uh, yeah. Whenever I run into him, run into him again, I, I really just tell him about the think. chili story. Yeah, just tell him about the chili story. Well, and I don't think I should have a rope anywhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, yeah. But from that Buffalo story, I think he scored like an I think it was like an eighty-two or something like that. Yeah, I think and, he got it with like an 82 and three quarters or something. Yeah, 83 and three quarters. And the year before I got on, I scored like an 81, I believe. And I, I, yeah, I won it that year, the 80, that with that 81. And inside that buckle, I have some hair from that buffalo from my, from my spurs. And I still keep that just to look at it. You know what I mean? Like if I'm having a bad day, <laughs> if I'm having a bad day or something, I take out that buckle and I look at it and I flip it and that hair is still there. From my spur days, like I rode a buffalo. It's <laughs> a guy on a buffalo. Guy on a buffalo. <laughs> so I had um, I sent Desmond on the hunt for two tweets from Twitter. I just yeah. grabbed his attention. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I just figured it'd be a good laugh to kind of 
hear what the world of social media has for us. Des, what's your first tweet? Let's hear it. In, so the first tweet, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is a prayer or a saying, but we'll kind of go with it as a saying. Do you want to shout out whoever it is? Yeah, Sam Prisbel, uh, a.k.a. <laughs> Cowboy Jesus. Prisbel. And it says this. And it says this. In the name of the Keystone, and of the Copenhagen, and of the Bucking Horses. Oh, I'm the one that said that. He retweeted it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was me, jerk. That's awesome, dude. That's aw- no, that's pretty Sam, cool. You, you literally quoted Sam in it. No, no, no. I'm the one that posted it. Oh, I did I did quote Sam though. See how yeah. I'm the bad guy in this. Dang. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Gosh. We were at uh I was in Cruces a couple weeks ago and um we went over to Whiskey Dicks and he has a you know, I was just hanging out having a good time and uh, he's like, Garrett, go dance with that girl, gal over there and I was just kinda like, I you know, I don't eh, I'm just not feeling it. And uh, he's like, I christen thee in the name of the Keystone and of the Copenhagen and of the Bucking Horses to go dance with that gal. And uh, can't say no to that. You can't. <laughs> you can't. And I, I really like the way he modified it the other, well, a few podcasts back when he was like, in, no, I think it was you that said, after you said in the name of the Keystone, Copenhagen, and whatever else, you're like, you can't forget Marlboro Lights. Oh, yeah, the Reds. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that episode. Yeah. I was watching that one when I was in, uh, I believe I was in North Dakota at the time, heading to a rodeo. And I, I was listening to that whole episode driving <laughs> that way, and I remember that. Uh. See. It, you know what's funny is I've had a few people there like, man, why don't you quit smoking cigarettes? They're kind of bad for you. <laughs> and like I, I've, I've told a few people, and I'm not trying to be an asshole about it, but I've told a few people. I was like, well, if I didn't smoke cigarettes, you wouldn't have a good podcast to listen to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! All right, well, I'm not gonna two. lie to you. The, the podcast throughout itself it's been amazing like you two are doing a good thing within itself and i appreciate both of you for what you guys have been doing for the rodeo community itself thanks jacob man you know and like thank you for that because right it was just you know we tell people all the time there's a last minute just two average dudes hanging out at a rodeo one night and thought about it and we did it it's a good story to tell, though. That's a good story to tell. And that's I do believe I came up with the sickest name ever, though. You did, yeah, and he did. Like that was. That's I will a good give name. credit to. I will give credit to Garrett, like the double Av. And I was like, dude, that is slicker than snail shit. We're gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, like like if you announce it itself, like you'll say the double Av. You know what I mean? That so when I'm fighting bulls and Ryan Brown, that's how I wanna start getting announced. See, and like, so I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really cool to me and it's not comical, but it's more like a a hysterical thing to me because people don't really know that it was, it wasn't necessarily a joke, but between 
the people that you and I talked to about it, it was. Right. And here we are. And now we got all these people listening and they're like, man, it's crazy how you started this on a freaking Friday night or Thursday night, Friday night, Thursday night at XIT. It was funny after we posted that first episode and you came through Albuquerque. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, that it, old gal that was with you was just like, so like, what? Yeah. I mean, it's a story to tell within itself. You know what I mean? It is. I yeah, know what you mean. <laughs> like for me, like people always ask, how did you start it? How did you start announcing? And I'll be like, you know, you want me to be honest? And they'll be like, yeah. Well, I started from when I was young playing with toys, like all my PBR toys, all the, all the Briar toys, the ones I used to have. And I used to pretend that I was announcing that deal, like saying, we're getting ready to ride with this cowboy. You know what I mean? Me too, but I was never any good. For me, I was kind of like. Yeah, I was never Jacob good about it, so. Someone just told me, like, (laughs) I think it was some rodeo announcer that used to do junior rodeos. He says, well, Jacob, why don't you try it? And I was like, I never announced in my life. And well, we can just jump on and talk about your bulls that are bucking. I was like, all right. And here I was, just decided to try it. And. It just went from there, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. It's just it's just taking that first step in. That's that's all it takes. And once that first step is in, then it could take off from there. And I think that's with anything in life. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the double lap. Yeah, with the double lap podcast. And especially with lifties. And oh yeah, expe- especially, especially. And speaking of lifties, I got to get me a new hat. So Garrett. <clears throat> I'll I'll bring I'm just gonna bring uh the rest that I have to the school. Man, are you gonna bring my belt too? Um if Casey gets it done, I don't know. I haven't been asking about that, sorry. Oh, he bet I, I need to call him. Be like, he hey, should. Man, I, I don't wanna bug him though, you know, because like that's a man's that's a man's job. You know what I mean? I'll 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 talk to him and I'll ask him and kinda gauge it. So when you say you're gonna talk to him, you're gonna be like, Hey, you better get this bleep word done. Listen here, you snot-nosed little turd. <laughs> Man, oh, so but. so like so where so so he's done for the year. Well, Bull? he went to Tombstone last week, and they had the Dick Gravens Memorial, uh-huh. and um, he tore up his knee. He locked up his meniscus, is what they think. Oh, so he's no. got an appointment next week to get that checked out. Um, but no, he's he entered the extraordinaire. Which is Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. Um, and then just kind of as stuff comes up, like Tombstone will will keep going um, with their monthly deals, and uh, which those things are great. They then got like three to five thousand added every month, sixty dollar entry fees, hundred percent back in the pot. Like, why wouldn't you go to that? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the and funnest boardings I've been to, I think. And the first and if one I was riding bulls, that, that's exactly where I'd be. Yeah, it's the exactly bomb. Great. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's probably one of the coolest. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was one of the coolest that I've gotten to fight this far for sure. Um, but yeah. So, what? Jacob, what's up, buddy? What's um, what's one thing? Reaching out to you know all the young bull riders around the res because Lord knows there's so much talent. That is um, true. On that these reservations. 
like what's what's one thing that you'd tell them like just to kind of i don't know what's one thing you want to leave with them honestly for me on my part is say don't be afraid to leave don't be afraid to go far and beyond because home will always be there no matter what you know what i mean like the res will always be there but don't be afraid to travel the world and show your talent to what you got to give. You know what I mean? Because some people, they all, they never seen Navajos before in their lives. And they like some people like different tribes. You know what I mean? They, they want to get the experience, but it just comes down to how bad do you want to do it? You know what I mean? Cause right. in the end, it's just about not being afraid and going out and discovering what's out there. Like for me, I honestly never thought in my life I'd be getting on bareback horses from C5 or getting on all these pro pro rodeo bulls or pro rodeo horses i never thought in my life i would i thought i was just gonna stay in the res like when i was young all the way through but in my lifetime it's just i was i want to see what's out there there's so much to see in the world it's just not being afraid to like they say the world is yours yes sir yep yep i was uh i was listening to uh, according to flint a couple months ago and uh, he had Dougie Hall on. Yeah. And uh, Dougie was telling a story. And um, I guess his Uncle Mouse, who, who uh, was a big bucking horse breeder around Montana, he had, uh, well, so Dougie was entered up in all kinds of tour rodeos, uh, the, the Indian tour rodeos, and then a bunch of pro rodeos, too. And yeah. uh, he was t- sitting there talking to his Uncle Mouse and, He's like, man, I want to turn out of all these pro rodeos so I could go and make the Indian finals, you know. Look at him and he's like, Dougie, you can either, uh, or you could be the best Indian bronc rider that this world has ever seen. Or you could quit being afraid of white people. Yeah. And, that's, uh, that, that's just one of the things that people like on the res, they kind of, it's kind of hard like for them, like say if I was to, bring some of my buddies it'll be hard to communicate because they don't know how to communicate with people that are different skin color you know what i mean right but for me like when i moved out here i did not know anybody in nebraska i only knew one person and now he's my really good buddy and it just comes down to communicating opening up to them looking at them straight in their eye listening to what they have to say then and the right. end you'll you'll pick that up you know what i mean especially like with rodeo yeah, I, I know just what you mean. I mean, I I started rodeoing on the res when I was in fifth grade. And uh, just because there's so many bull rides to go to. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, it's uh-huh. fun. It's, there's a lot, and it's fun. And that's where they get stuck. It's because of that, though. But it's it's been good, though. Like, for me, I'm, I always tell people, like, they always say, like, hey, is there going to be more natives coming this way to college rodeo? And I said, oh. I'm just, I'm just one of them. They're, they're coming. They're coming. Right. I just kind of just, just, just joke around and just say that. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, it's like, it's a good thing. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just, well, just trying to open up. Like, um, Brad Marino and them, y'all are paving the way for sure. Yeah. Well, we're just doing what we're trying to do best. Just trying to just rodeo and just trying to live our dreams up. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Well, we... Mr. Jacob, it was a, it was fun having you on, but that's about all that we have for episode number eight of the double F. Sounds Heck good, yeah. buddy. 
And uh, don't forget, Garrett, you, um, if you can, then I, I like to have one of them, uh, those lift, those, um, one of those lifties, one of those caps from you, but yes, sir. I'll, I'll yeah. keep, I'll set one aside for you. Perfect. Yeah, we Sounds would all, good, buddy. We would all like a, a, like, we would like some cooler. I won't say cooler, but like up to date hats. Well, first, my priorities on getting the double lab hoodies out. Coming yeah. soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Be, be on the watch for that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. But Jacob, yes, yes, sir. Absolutely, it was it was an honor to talk to you, and I'm 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 very thankful to talk to you. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure this won't be the last time we'll be we'll be talking about another episode again. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Most you're exactly, definitely. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Next time we'll try to get Cowboy Jesus on here as well. <laughs> well, next it, time it did cross my mind. Yeah. Well, maybe next time. You never know. I mean, the way the rodeo world is, you you could be entered in the bull riding, bronc riding, or you could be announcing. You never know. You never know. We'll all gather together and have ourselves a big supper. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. That's exactly right. We'll leave sure. the ghost peppers at home. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Right. Well, well, thank you for both for having me on here. It's It's been fun, and I enjoyed every single moment of it. Yes, no, sir. We'll get and it also, yeah, and also, like, to all the people out there listening, uh, I'd like to thank you all for listening and joining me. And if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I'm on social media as well, from Facebook to oh, everything, yeah. if you need contracts or anything else. and. Like I said, I'm not I'm not hard to reach out to. And what's your handle, Jacob? For which one? All of them. Well, yeah, all of them. Uh, Instagram, I'd say it's. Uh, I have a uh, J Todicini underscore JCB. Then. Did we lose him during the plug? Did we really lose him during the plug? <laughs> Dude. Oh, all right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is your most important time right now. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm back. I'm back. But uh, yeah, but it's, it's been fun, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, thank you again. And we'll catch you all on another episode. Sounds good, buddy. Well, thank you all very much. But it's good. To not- nice to meet you, Mr. Des Maldonado. Yes, sir. Absolutely, Jacob. It's nice to meet you. Yes, sir, buddy. But you all have a good, you have a rest of good evening and see you on the next one. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. All right. Talk to you boys later. Have a good one. 10 for you too. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Bye. Dude, talk about a podcast. Man, they're getting better and better. You know, and like, I love that for us. Right. Not okay, not necessarily <laughs> for us. But like I love that for the podcast. You know what Dude. I mean? So when are you gonna bring some meat to the table? Oh man. I mean I've I've got a I've had a few people reach out. Like I've had JC Crump, uh photographer. Um shout out JC Crump, photographer for Cowboy Jesus at XIT. She wants to be on the podcast. Um, uh, I know Hannah Newman that, uh, shout That'll out Hannah Newman fun. that did the logo. She wants to be on the podcast too. Um, I've got another guy. 
That's all I do is try to communicate. But, dude, you know me. Like, my phone rings every day. It's either Sonic or Bill Collectors. And I refuse them both. <laughs> but uh, um, there's another there's another guy here locally uh, in Delhart that wants to be on the podcast. But not, not necessarily does he rodeo or anything. But, like, he wants to be in the podcast because he wants to he wants to meet everybody that's kind of like in the motion of this podcast if you know what i mean right so like and so he's trying his damnness to get to boys ranch's school not boys ranch's school but i guess boys ranch school and so he wants to go to the school to just hang out with us. He doesn't want to go to the school to ride bucking horses or anything. He just wants to go to the school to hang out with us. Huh. And so I was like, man, you're going to be disappointed because we're fucking like, we're, we're just weird. We're not weird, <laughs> but we're just average, you know? So, right. And I thought that was pretty cool of him to say. And one hundred percent. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I really. But I've also, you know, gotten a lot of positive feedback of that we're doing a really good job, and we're 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 really flipping rocks that nobody has ever done right in the podcast world you know what i mean like with rodeo moms that was by far the most um what is the word i'm looking for interactive 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 um with people towards me because they're like man that was by far the coolest thing you guys have ever done. Nobody's ever done it. And for us to do that, first time, coolest thing. Right. At Del Brisby, we're coming for your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you better watch out. <laughs> uh, well, yet again, um, thank thank you all for listening and for the support that you've given us and uh 100% don't be man if it wouldn't if it wasn't for the listeners I, you know i wouldn't have anything to look forward to right still probably record them but oh we would <laughs> we would 100% but you know there's some people out there that are like hey i wonder what these stupid asses are doing this week you know well now they get to hear it <laughs> You're welcome. Well, don't be afraid to give us a shout out on your Instagram or Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. All Um, that. I mean, man, we're all there. We are all there and we're always active on our phones. So most definitely. Um, Um, Just let uh, us know when you like what you hear. Yeah, for sure. And be on the lookout for some merch. Look out for some merch. Also, if you guys know anyone that, you know, makes good merch, shoot us, shoot them our way. 
other than at Nike or at Under Armour because god damn those guys are expensive. Yes, we're not doing Nike or Under Armour. I know, but I am. I'm trying to do Rafter D, but gosh dang, they, them guys are expensive. I know. And Should then that I doesn't order? even include the screen printing. Man, I had to I had so I ordered two hoodies from Under Armour with like one of them WeatherTech rain resistant hoodies, you know what I mean? Like all right. black. Son of a buck, dude. A hundred and eighty six bucks. <laughs> Just blank black. And then I still have to pay for the printing on the like my huge ass brand on the back. Right. And then my small printing on the like the left like over the heart. Yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> They're getting their money's worth from me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Dang. Uh, right ours now. are going to be on the front. The the double half. Yeah, but be on the lookout for them though, because I'm I'm excited for them. Honestly, like I'm more excited about the double half more than my my own business. You know, that's how I am too. I put all of Lifty's merch and everything to the side just to work on these hoodies. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, I'm I'm so excited for these. Like, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to order a phone case of the double app for my phone. Oh my god, we need to do that. Yeah, we do. At least you and I. Hey, I'm down like a fat girl on a seesaw for that. <laughs> uh, at OtterBox. <laughs> yeah, no joke, Amazon. Slice your dice. This is my turn now. <laughs> well, Des, we'll catch you on the next one. Absolutely, man. It was a, it was a great time. It was. Oh, now yeah. I'm going bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, yeah. And that was your Double Lav Podcast. On behalf of Des and I, thank you.